The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in. It's Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Friday, August 26th. We have a full 15-game slate to break down today. We don't promise every game on this podcast, but we'll get to stuff that the guys are uh, putting some action on on this uh, Baseball Friday. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, with Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch and in for Sean Zarillo today. BJ Cunningham, you can follow his work uh, over on the Action Network app, also does a good job uh, on Twitter and all of those uh, social platforms. BJ, great to have you with us. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, Again, 15-game slate. We have to figure out if we're fading the public today, which now, and maybe it's not the Nationals for a change. The Reds are playing the Nationals today. Uh, That was the theme on Tuesday's show. We're with you Tuesdays and Fridays during the baseball season tends to be the, the the larger volume of games those two days. That's why the theme has stuck throughout the season. Uh, we'll get into the underdog plays of the day and then some final bets from both Colin and from BJ. We'll, we will begin as we usually do on this podcast with best bets. And we will start with Colin Whitchurch. What do you have for us today? Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you're trying to make an ass of me? Get on that yeah i'm on tigers rangers today two pitchers i very much enjoy betting against glenn otto against tyler alexander otto has actually been solid on surface level stats lately for texas he's completed at least five innings and hasn't given up more than two earned runs in four straight starts however in those same four starts he has 14 walks and 14 strikeouts so it is a lot of smoke and mirrors for otto it has lowered his ERA down to 4.66, but his XERA is still 5.54. His XFIP is 5.15. He's actually been a below average starting pitcher this year by Fangraphs wins above replacement. He's a minus 0.3 F4. 
The only thing that makes me a little bit worried about a, a play on the over here is that Detroit is the worst offense in baseball against right-handed pitching, a not very nice 69 weighted runs created plus against righties this year, but Otto's propensity to walk guys gives me a little bit more confidence that they'll be able to scratch across at least a few runs to help us get the over because Texas is going to be facing Tyler Alexander, a left-handed pitcher, and Texas has a 115 weighted runs created plus against lefties this year compared to just 97 against righties. So this is the Rangers' better split. Alexander is a definition of a pitch-to-contact pitcher as well. He's thrown 60 innings this year and has just 14 walks and 30 strikeouts. He doesn't walk anyone, doesn't strike anyone out, but his expected indicators are not promising. A 403 ERA is decent for a pitcher of his ilk, but a 515 XERA and a 486 XFIP. Also, one of Alexander's primary offerings is a changeup, and Texas has the fifth best offense against changeups with a run value of 20.3. So the total set at eight, I think that's a little bit too low. Detroit's offense against Otto makes me a little bit nervous, but Otto is extremely fadeable even with Detroit's miserable offense and then Texas's offense against Alexander should have a heyday over eight minus 115 that's my best bet today very good and uh yeah I'm seeing some uh minus 120s we'll see if there's any movement as the day goes on okay BJ total for us or a side what do you have for us yeah I'm gonna go with the Braves first five innings at minus 142 which you can find at Fangraphs right now the rest of the books have it around minus 160 Spencer Strider is on the mound and I don't know if people are giving him the proper praise that he deserves right now as a rookie he's pitched a little over 100 innings he has a 2.5 XERA a 13.5 K per nine rate and he's only allowing a 248 X weighted on base average that leads Major League Baseball for pitchers who have thrown over 100 innings that's incredibly impressive what's even crazier is he's doing all of this while throwing a fastball 67 percent of the time but it's a really good one i mean he's averaging 98.2 miles per hour on he can top out at 100 101 and opposing hitters only have a 209 expected batting average against it and you know even though the cardinals do hit right-handed pitching and fastballs pretty well well strider faced the cardinals on july 7th and went six innings gave up two runs and struck out 12 batters He'll be facing Jose Quintana, who is a little bit of a negative regression candidate. ERA sitting at 3.45 with an XERA at 4.12. Quintana does have a four-pitch arsenal of fastball, changeup, curveball, and sinker. Well, the Braves, against the left-handed version of those four pitches, have a plus 26.6 run value, a 260x batting average, and a 341x weighted on base average. I have Strider and the Braves projected at minus 176 for the first five innings, so... I like the value on them at minus 142. I'd play it up to minus 151. But again, a lot of the books have moved up to minus 160. So you probably want to try to grab it at FanDuel right now. Awesome. And we encourage folks to always shut off the lines and, and look around. So good on BJ to point that out uh, in his best bet for today. All right. Next up on the pod, we go to fade the public. And it's not the Nationals today. So... I'll clap for the Nats. Nationals today are actually uh, favorites against the Reds, minus 145 at home against the Reds. Mike Miners on the mound. So looking at fade the public today, 90% of the bets, 96% of the money on the Toronto Blue Jays, who are back home and they're taking on the Angels. The This Angels team, my God. Detmers is on the mound for the Angels. Walsh just got uh, ruled out for the rest of the season. He's injured. He's out for the rest of the year. We don't know for sure yet which unvaccinated angels won't play. There's a handful apparently that won't play. 
It's been a theme on this show, BJ. I'm going on a small rant. This Angels team is such an embarrassment. They're talking about selling the team. I feel somewhat vindicated because I don't normally give picks on the show, but at the All-Star break, we did a recording, and I said to them, I said to both Colin and Sean Zarillo, the Angels' win total is at 75 and a half at the All-Star break. That means they'd have to finish four over 500 down the stretch, and that was with Mike Trout on the IL. Get on this. This is your Angels update. I, I don't see an angle. Colin, we'll start with you. Please tell me you're not going to take the Angels today. <laughs> I actually laughed to myself when I saw that we were going to talk Blue Jays Angels today because I knew that it would lead to a classic Brendan anti-Angels rant. I'm very happy that we were paid off and vindicated by that. Unfortunately, I don't have a strong betting angle on this game. I don't trust Mitch White. I think that he's one of the pitchers I generally tend to fade, even though he's been pretty strong since he joined Toronto. And I actually was high on Detmers to a certain extent. I bet on him last weekend against Detroit, and he let me down. So I'm staying away from this game. I think that the line isn't strong enough in LA's direction to bet the underdog. I think that I don't trust Mitch White enough to bet the Blue Jays' favorites. The Blue Jays are hot right now, too. They just came off a road trip. They went something like 6-1 and one against the Yankees and Red Sox, so they're right in the thick of uh, claiming one of those uh, wild card spots. But the Blue Jays crush lefties, and so I worry about Detmers in this spot. And again, I don't trust White enough to bet him as a strong of a favorite as the line shows. So this is a pass for me. I will keep an eye on the total, though, if it if it hits a number that that is appealing to me. I, I do like I do lean over on this game. What are you thinking as far as the total? You, you, need, that, you need that number to come down? It's mostly nine in most spots right now. I think that I would probably do a small bet on the over eight and a half if you can find that. I think at, at the time of this recording on the Action Network app, you can find over eight and a half. It looks like at Bet Rivers, minus 120 or better. That would probably be my target there, but otherwise it's a stay away for me. Okay. All right, BJ. Sorry for, uh, you know, I, I said it. I set everyone up to basically say, <laughs> if, you take, if you take the Angels, I don't like you. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, this is all about price point here. You know, I have the Blue Jays projected at minus 145. I'm looking at Zerillo's got him at minus 157. Okay. So, you know, I mean, Reed Detmers, he's he's not bad. I mean, yeah. he's got an XERA of 4.15. I, I, I look through his stats, and I'm like, he's just the definition of average. Like, he does a good job mixing his pitches. He's got four pitches he utilizes over 12% of the time. But Colin already mentioned, Colin already mentioned it, the Toronto hits lefties pretty well. The problem I'm having is that, the Angels are the worst fastball hitting team in baseball, like by by far and away. They're like minus 58 run value against fastballs. And White, that's his main go-to pitch. So that's kind of the struggle I'm going with. But you look at the bullpens. I mean, it's it's not that drastic of a, a advantage for Toronto. I mean, you look at XFIP. I mean, it's 4.1 to 3.9. They have the exact same home run per nine rate. They have very close walk per nine rates. The only, the only difference is that Toronto's got a 75% left on base percentage while the Angels just keep giving up runs with guys on base because they're at 67%. So for me, it's about price points. If Now that Walsh is out, if I can get the Angels at plus 175 or better, I'm going to have to do it. I don't want to do it, but it's just it's going to create 3.5% value for me, which is usually my threshold and what I use in betting baseball. So if I get the Angels at plus 175, I'll have to take them and they'll probably lose 13 to nothing, but that's okay. 
you talked about the bullpens too, and and it should be noted that if if you're playing the the bullpen edge there, that Toronto wore out its bullpen last night that extra inning game with Boston. Jordan Romano threw 28 pitches in two innings. You know Richards threw 30, Bass threw 18, Simber threw 16. So Romano's definitely not going to be available tonight, and who knows about the other guys? So if you know LA is kind of a train wreck right now, but if you're looking at a close game in the late innings, I'm not going to trust Toronto's bullpen tonight in particular. This is the game we play in the late August, right? We yeah. we get these horrible underdogs who are completely out of the playoff picture, who are getting just drastically high prices against playoff teams. And this is what you kind of have to do if you want to be able to actually, you know, turn a profit in August. Yeah, it's an organization that is threatening to uh, potentially sell. Uh, which is just fascinating because of how much talent and how much money they spend. But that kind of warmed my heart for this episode on this Friday. Like that's rag on the angels some more. So, but fair enough. BJ's right. Variance is important. The price matters. So I'm not going to be a complete square and tell you to go bet a bunch of blue Jays run lines. Anyway, speaking of underdogs, Colin Whitchurch, which underdog stands out to you besides the, uh, besides the angels, potentially, what are some dogs that jump out to you today? Where's my dog? Yeah, I'm on the Cubs. I am uh, continuing my run as a proud member of the Steelworkers Union. Justin Steele against the Brewers. Just last week, his last start, he went six innings, allowed two hits, no earned runs, one walk, and nine strikeouts against these very same Brewers who are worse against left-handed pitching than they are against righties. This is actually Steele's sixth start against the Brewers this year. He's faced them five times already, which is kind of insane. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Five starts so far, 25 and two-thirds innings, six earned runs, 11 walks, 33 strikeouts. That's a 2.10 ERA against Milwaukee this year. And he hasn't allowed a home run in five starts. Milwaukee is yet to take Justin Steele deep. I think that he's continuously undervalued in any matchup. And he's particularly undervalued today against Milwaukee and Freddie Peralta, who has not looked like himself since returning from the injured list at the beginning of August. You look at those four starts, 3.38 ERA, but a 5.05 FIP. 18 and two-thirds innings, he has nine walks and 15 strikeouts, so he has looked nothing like the Freddie Peralta that we saw break out last year. He's throwing his slider less often, so he might not have a feel for it entirely. That was uh, one of his better wipeout pitches last year, and the Cubs have a positive run value against the slider, so if he still doesn't have a feel for it today, the Cubs should hit it. I like the Cubs, particularly their first five, because I don't trust the Cubs' bullpen since they sold everyone at the deadline. Cubs first five plus 120 or better. 
full game money line, I'll also take a stab at plus 135 or better. BJ Cunningham, are you going back to the well on a team that you mentioned in our live stream yesterday? Yeah, well, let's go with Oakland. I mean, they got what they got to be 13 to four last night by the Yankees. So let's bet them again against Garrett Cole. And the thing about Garrett Cole is that, you know, his numbers this year are basically identical from his past two seasons with the Yankees. And then what it is, it's like, yes, he is a very, very good pitcher, but is he getting into the elite category? Uh, he's somewhere in there. I mean, his XCRA is at 3.06 this year. That's very, very good. A K per nine rate over 11. That's really, really good. But should he be a minus 230 favorite on the road against maybe one of the worst offenses in baseball? I don't think so because of who he's facing. Former Yankee J.P. Sears, who came over in the Frankie Montas trade. Sears has been pretty good in both New York and Oakland. Uh, He's got a 3.74 XERA, only a 2.17 walk per nine rate. Hitters only have a 291 X weighted on base average against him. Those are pretty good numbers. He also has two pretty good... off-speed pitches, a slider and a changeup. He's thrown them a combined 205 times. He's only had four hits on them. So for a Yankees lineup that before last night has not been hitting the ball well at all over the last few weeks, uh, I think this price is a tad high for a pitcher of J.P. Sears caliber. So I only have the Yankees uh, projected at minus 165 for the first five innings. So I'll take the A's plus 195, which you can find at Bet Rivers for the first five innings. I'm going to avoid the bullpens because the A's bullpen is, is quite bad. It is. I mean, following along that game last night that they just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Then again, you know, give the A's offense credit. They, that's a scrappy bunch there. They're, put, they're putting the ball in play. Yeah. Um, okay, very good. So those are our underdog plays. Before we go, uh, we'll hit a couple more bets. Again, you can find all of the bets that BJ and Colin are on for any given slate uh, on the Action Network app. They log their picks. If we don't get to everything, uh, you can go there. But we'll go with Colin first to this final bets, and then we'll go to BJ to wrap it up. Couple quick ones. We got to talk about the Nationals because we weren't able to talk about them and fade the public. The Nationals are favorites today, which is insane to me and yes. is a sign of how bad Mike Miner is. But I've got to talk about my guy, Cade Cavalli. You guys know I'm a prospects guy at heart. Cade Cavalli, the top pitching prospect in the Nationals organization, making his major league debut tonight, giving Nationals fans a little bit of something to look forward to the rest of the year. But I'm fading him today because I just can't bring myself to bet on the Nationals as a favorite. Cavalli this year at AAA, you know, a lot of people expected Cavalli to be up at the start of the season. He struggled through his first 10 to 12 starts at AAA and has been dominant ever since. I think we're going to see something similar at the major league level. It's going to take some time to adjust to facing major league hitting. He's going to struggle probably for the duration of this year. Washington's just going to want him to get his feet wet. He has insane velocity. He has insane swing and miss stuff. Great slider curveball. Uh, good break on them. But his command was an issue in the minors, and it's been a question coming up the entire way, which is why, you know, prospect hounds worry about his staying power in the rotation is just the command. I'd be shocked if he comes up at the major league level and immediately commands his fastball, curveball, and slider the way the Nationals expect. So I think it's going to get hit around. I don't like betting on Mike Miner, but I'm going to bet on Mike Miner because, again, he's facing the Nationals as a plus 125 to plus 130 underdog. So I love the Reds here. I also love the over eight and a half. I think uh, even the Nationals' terrible offense can get to Mike Miner. And again, with Cavalli on the mound, a rookie, I'm playing the full game over eight and a half and also the first five over four and a half. The other game is a strict numbers play because Bailey Falter should never be a minus 275 favorite. 
It is as simple as that. Bryce Wilson and the Pirates are not good, but they're facing a quad A pitcher in Bailey Falter. So I'm going to take a stab at the Pirates. Plus 230 to plus 245 range, both first five and full game. It's not close to Angels Blue Jays, but I actually, right when you mentioned that, you said that you were shocked how the Nationals are a, a favorite today. I'm like, maybe we could have done fade the public. Or should we fade the public and bet the Nationals? Because uh, I'm looking at the action app now. Just 55% of the bets, but 89% of the money coming in on the Reds today. Yeah, so I'm excited to watch Cavalli. I think he's going to struggle. I've got some uh, dynasty fantasy stock in him nice. as well, which which is another reason why I'm excited to watch him. But but he is the Nationals' top prospect, or at least he was the top prospect before they traded for a bunch of dudes from the Padres. Uh, has been really good in AAA over the last two months. So we'll we'll see how he does against the Reds tonight. And another complete aside, looking at the app, there are a lot of lopsided uh, games today in terms of where the money's going. So that's just welcome just- to August. Welcome to well, it's to BJ's point about contenders, just contenders separating and teams that suck, suck. So, with that said, BJ, your final bets for today. You know, it's funny you mentioned Bailey Falter. I'll have an article coming out uh, this afternoon, uh, breaking down the entire Friday slate. And my first sentence for Pirates Phillies is, "Did you think you ever see Bailey Falter as a minus two seventy five favorite? I didn't." So, a uh, little little teaser there, but. No, I'm going to go with piggyback kind of off Collins point earlier. I'm going to go with the Tigers plus 140 against the Rangers. I really don't think Glenn Otto should be a minus 165 favorite, even if it is against the worst offense in baseball. I mean, Colin already mentioned it like a 5.5 XERA, almost a five walk per nine rate. Yeah. Tyler Alexander is not good, but the main point here is, is that the Tigers bullpen really isn't that bad. And the matchup between them and the Rangers is actually pretty even. If you look at XFIB walk, uh, what strikeout to walk ratio left on base percentage hard hit rate allowed it's all pretty even so i only have i mean i only have the rangers at minus 112 so i like the tigers at plus 140 and finally i'm going back to the guardians minus 122 for the first five innings shane bieber against logan gilbert i mean bieber he's not what he was in 2020 but 3.4 xera under a two walk per nine rate only allowing a 290 x weighted on base average is that's good I mean, what he's done a really good job of this year is mixing his pitches rather than just relying on his fastball which he did early in his career his four pitch arsenal of fastball slider curveball and cutter should work well against the Mariners, who have a minus 19.8 run value and a 234 expected batting average against those four pitches Gilbert is a negative regression candidate, 3.5 ERA, 4.25 XERA. But the thing about Gilbert is when hitters make contact against him, they are just crushing the ball. He's allowing a 46.8% hard hit rate and an average exit velocity of 91.2 miles per hour. That's in the bottom 4% among Major League Baseball starting pitchers. So he's pretty reliant on getting swings and misses, which all four of his pitches in his arsenal have over a 20% whiff rate. Well, the Guardians, like I'm sure Sean and Colin have talked about a lot of times, have the lowest strikeout rate against right-handed pitching and the lowest whiff rate in Major League Baseball. So if Gilbert can't get those swings and misses, well, <laughs> the Guardians are probably going to crush him. So I have Bieber and the Guardians at minus 160 for the first five innings. So I like them at minus 122, which you can find at Bet Rivers, and I'd play it up to minus 138. BJ, thanks for coming on today. We appreciate it. Oh, no, I, this was fun. Really, really fast before we wrap. Colin Whitchurch, any interest in your White Sox today at home against the D-backs? Or? I actually did bet them, yeah. Um, and I don't normally bet on White Sox games, but they're facing a young lefty. And if the White Sox are facing a lefty, I'm generally going to bet them. They're only in like the minus 170 range. So that's yep. one of the the bigger favorites that I'm on. But 
I also hate them and they make me want to die. So let's not talk about the White Sox. Thank you, Brendan. Well, that is one hell of a way to wrap up a podcast. If I, uh, if I can speak for the both of you, good stuff from both of these guys. Again, we're joining you throughout the course of uh, the rest of August into September payoff pitch Tuesdays and Fridays. We record, we'll get it out ASAP in the uh, late morning, early afternoon before the slate of games begins for Colin Whitchurch, BJ Cunningham, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning into payoff pitch action networks, MLB betting podcast. We'll join you next week. Good luck today. Have a great week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.